0: World's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey.
2: in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach.
0: I gotta ask you this, out there, Christian America.
2: It's time for pass the salt with a Coach, Dave Dobenmeyer. Hey,
0: well, you caught me chuckling here this morning. Actually, I was, li- I, I was listening to the intro there. Uh, jellyfish, jellyfish. Now, I I wouldn't. I, I'm you know I hate to take credit for it. But you know I I I was the first one that I ever read mention the term evangelifish. Now I don't know if I created it or not. I, re, I really don't. I can take you back 20 years. In fact, I wrote a commentary news with views on evangelifish. And I thought, man, that is that's really really appropriate, isn't it? You picture a jellyfish. You ever seen a jellyfish? What what is a jellyfish? Jellyfish is a fish without a spine, <laughs> without a backbone. And it's just like Hey, I've been at this a while, right? I've I've been right. I've been riding this edge of Christianity for I don't know, I don't know why. You know, I've and I've often said, and I really, I really I couldn't change if I ever wanted to, but I've often said my life would have God, God's given me the gift of motivation. You know, I'm sure you picked that up, right? I'm a coach. Coaches exhort, they cheer people on, they help help people get better. And so I was I was given that gift of uh exhortation. I remember my my uh football coach when I was a sophomore in high school, a sophomore in high school. when They wrote a little article in the little preview about our football team in high school. Rodney, you might remember this. Rodney, my buddy, was on my high school team. And uh, Coach Grandstaff, who's my coach, always put in that article that I was their holler guy. Now that goes back, holler guy, that goes back to what? Uh, How long? 15, 16 years old? That I had this I just had this natural gift of exhortation. I was the holler guy. Holler guy meaning, come on, man, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. I, I was the holler guy. We need holler guys. We all need to be encouraged. We get enough discouragement. So I always had that natural bent, that natural gift to of encouragement. Come on, man, come on, we can do it. Let's go, let's go. I don't care what the score is. Come on, let's go. They'll cause a fumble, let's go. Just a, a natural, the way I was, I was formed. And uh, one of the things that, that kind of dis that, that discourages into, isn't the right word. One of the things I deal with is, for the most part, many people take it as, they take it as discouragement. I want to talk to you today about woundedness. Wounded. I, I can't believe, oh Lord, whew, man, those things went up down my arm. Whew, a lot of wounded yeah. men out there. A lot of wounded men, ah. a lot of wounded women, and uh, the old saying, "Hurt people, hurt people." I want to talk about that a little bit as we get get moving here today. Just kind of wet your whistle. By the way, if you get offended, you you can you can hang up right now, because that's always what happens when you know when people pick our scabs. When people pick our scabs, we we don't like it. Doesn't feel good. But the truth of it is. It's even worse when you pick your own. <laughs> a lot of you guys, I'm sorry, just telling you the truth. I hear from a lot of scab pickers. Scab pickers. So what do you mean by that? Well, I, I can be in a conversation with some people for uh, maybe 30 seconds, and all of a sudden they're bleeding. All of a sudden they're picking their scab, and they're bleeding all over me. And I get to that point, and I just want to kind of end the conversation because I, I, I don't want to be bled on. You, Hang on. Hey, Pastor Clint. Want me to tell you about some of my scabs? <laughs> you want to tell me about some of the – give me an hour to tell you about some of the crap I've been through, and what people have done to me, hurt me? How long would you want to sit around and listen to that? Yet some of you – I'm sorry, I love you. Some of you, that's your fallback position. <laughs> Scab picking. <laughs> We're going to get beyond that today. Like I said, you may not want to tune in. Hey, listen, I, I don't know how to uh, – uh, I found out something. Jared, Jared explained this to me yesterday. I couldn't figure out why. I don't know if you guys have been noticing I've been asking for donations. I couldn't figure out why our donations were down. I thought, man, what's going on? Our numbers are going up, but our donations are down. And Jared called me yesterday and said, Coach, oh, my goodness. Since September, if people are giving online and they give a, content, a reoccurring donation, a reoccur- you guys know what I'm Some of you, Many of you have signed up for a reoccurring donation. First of the month, maybe 50 bucks, 100 bucks for reoccurring. Folks. If you've been given a recurring a donation, we haven't been getting it since at least September. At least September. <laughs> so when I looked, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Something happened within the system that when you gave, it automatically kicked it off. It didn't make it recurring. So I'm asking you out there, if you have given, if you've been a one of those monthly recurring give, you have to go back on our website and redo it again if you could do that for us, right? If you're given 50 bucks, whatever whatever amount it would be, that adds up on our end, and it it was so much it was noticeable. I thought, what man, my economy must be tough. And here, uh, Jared said people, unless they watch it closely, they didn't they didn't even know. They were they were they thought it was every month. You know, they just pay their credit card bill every month, and they just assumed it was in there. So I'm just letting some of you know out there that at least in September you can check your own records. If you've been making an ongoing donation at Coach Dave Live, we, we, it has not been going through, so that explains a lot to me. Just want to make make you all aware of that. Uh, I said about Joe Silver, uh, the events, man. I got to pull the events page up real quick. I, see, I hate to talk about the events because I got so much other stuff I want to I want to talk about. We got the Kentucky Huddle coming up March twenty fourth. We've got a Through the Black event on March thirty. You can, guys, you can find this. You don't. I don't need to really take time to do that. The Great Pushback. Against the uh, Great Resets, April 14th and 15th. And we are working on an event in uh, Dayton, Ohio. And off the top of my head, I forget the date. I'll get it up on there, all right? But we would love for all of you folks to try to come and be part of that. And, uh, hey, time to train the soldiers again. They locked us down. For how long did they lock us down? And now all of a sudden we're free to go before they try to lock us down again. That's a whole other story. But I'm going. I'm going to try to get into that here. Here this morning. Um, anybody have anything for the good of the group? Like uh, Mel? Anybody got anything? Any announcement they want to make before I before I dive in here with both feet. I'll open it up for you. Give you a chance to be able to do that. Myra, you have your you have your uh, deliverance. When is that, Myra? Is that tomorrow? That's Friday? Yes,
3: it's Fridays at 8:30 a.m. Coach.
0: Okay. And how do they how do they get to it, Myra? Uh,
3: they have to call me and send me an email, and I'll send them the link.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Coach, so I want to add, I I add one thing about the okay. Kentucky huddle. Okay. <clears throat> Listen, so we're about, we're about time. I'm going to start pushing this thing real hard, and we're about time to start getting names that's going to go to the Creation Museum. The Creation Museum is separate and apart from the event on Saturday. It's going to be Friday. And if you're going to go to that, you can only go to that if you email me or call me and I arrange tickets. For <laughs> well, they can go to it, but they're going to have to pay, pay full price. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to come you want to do both of them, then at the bottom of that says contact Bobby Lee because he's got some free tickets he can give you to go to the Creation Museum or to the, uh, uh, what's the other one called? The Ark, either one, right? So if you want to come on that, see, we're going to do the event Friday night and all day Saturday. But if you want to spend all day Friday at the Ark, you can do that. We'll get, we get you a free ticket, but you got to contact Bobby to get that, okay? Hey, folks, listen, this would be a really, really, uh, might be a, a good investment of in your money to bring someone who's maybe taking the jab and doesn't know what to do, somebody at work who's uh, lost their job or whatever. Tom Renz is going to be there, he's going to deal with that stuff. Uh, Dr. Sherry Timpenny is going to be there. Dr. Karen Amade, they're going to talk about what, what, what are some steps that you can take? This is not going to be a, see, I told you so. See, you did it. Ah, ha, ha, nah. It's not going to be one of those. It's going to be, what do we do now? So some of your friends maybe who've taken the jab, family members, whatever have taken it, what, do we, what can we do? And the resistance chicks are going to come, and they're going to talk to us about some prepping and some things that, you, that we need to be getting. It's going to be really, really good, folks. It's going to be really good. So rather than just thinking of yourself, maybe think of somebody that you could uh, that you could bring along. Somebody that kind of is hanging and doesn't really know. Say, "Hey, come on, I'll I'll pay your way. Come on, come and hear these guys." And uh, Tom Renz, I think I told that this is going to be really really good. Cool. Okay. Anybody else any good in the group? Anything? Oh, maybe I'll do this. Area. Okay. Look, I'm in a real teaching mode this week. And uh, again, I want I I want everybody to understand this. I don't know some some of the stuff. I I don't I don't know. You do know this, right? If you go to, if you are seminary trained, you do understand this, don't you? That if you go to a Baptist seminary or you go to a Presbyterian seminary or you go to a Church of God seminary, you're not going to learn the same thing. You, you (laughs) You understand that, don't you? You understand those are all doctrinally based. And what is doctrine? Hey, there you go, Jonathan. Go to Mr. Webster. Go to Mr. Webster. Because this is critical that we understand this. I try to have this be a doctrine free zone. I don't know if you've picked up on that or not. Doctrine. Doctrine. Nope. D R T R I N E. Nope. R I N E. R I. Send you back to school, dude. A doctrine is, in general sense, whatever is taught. Hence, a principle or position in any science. Whatever is laid down as true by an instructor or master, or pastor. The doctrines of the gospel are the principles of truth taught by Christ and his apostles. The doctrines of Plato are the principles which he taught. Hence, a doctrine may be true or false. It may be a mere tenet or opinion. Dude, is that it? Is that See, that's what causes denominationalism right there, right there. And it took me a long time in my Christian walk to understand that the gospel I had been taught was, dare I say it, a doctrine. It was a doctrine. The Catholic Church has a doctrine. The Methodist Church has a doctrine. The Baptist Church has a doctrine. The Episcopalian Church has a doctrine. The Lutheran Church has a doctrine. The non-denominational churches have doctrines. you you got to get this. If, if you don't understand it, then you won't. Realize why we have so much confusion. And that's why when I say, when you come here, I say, listen, this is a doctrine-free zone. Go ahead listen. Lay your doctrine on the table, and we'll slice it and dice it. But I'm going to tell you this. Just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. And just because Pastor Harry said it, and he learned it from Pastor Jerry, doesn't make it true right jesus himself when speaking to the religious leaders of the day the expert religious leaders he said dudes you got it all wrong you're teaching his commandments the doctrines of men and when you do that you make the word of god no effect he says you got it. You, you guys you you take these burdens and you put it on top of people with this man made rules and regulations that you have that's not what it's about so you look across hey i'm going to see how fast you are there jonathan uh, how many denominations Type in there, you won't find that they're Webster. How many Christian denominations in the world? All of them based on a doctrine, all of them based on a belief system that the leader or leaders of the group all agree and believe on. How many doctrines are there, Jonathan? How many, I'm sorry, how many denominations? Oh, there's a five, uh, 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 no, no, I just want want you to look. How many denominations are there, Jonathan? How many denominations? Are you sitting down? They all think they're right. I all think they're right. Uh how list of Christian denominations. There you go. How many is that? Scroll down there, dude. Let's scroll down. Uh, oh, keep going. There it is. Oh, wow, wow. Huh? There's a bunch of denominations of Catholics. Going down, look at all those. We haven't even got into the jellyfish yet. There's the Protestant 900 million, well billion. Here's the den- here's the denominations of Protestantism. Church of England, Church of Nigeria, Church of Angara, and what? All of them based on a set of beliefs, a doctrine. And can I tell you why the, well, huh? Why won't the Sopamant, why won't the Evangelical Lutheran Church in India get along with the Church of Denmark? Because they don't share the same doctrine. You get it? You get it? All serve the same Christ, claim to. We Don't all believe the same stuff. Is there any wonder why we're getting our butts? Off? Oh, 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 we've got reformed churches. Oh, whoo, whoo! Good thing we got some reformed ones. There's all those Presbyterians, they're all reformed. I keep on going, John. This is really good. I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at all those Methodists. And then there's, then there's all, oh, then there's different Methodist churches. There's the African Methodist church and the Christian Methodist church, and the Methodist church of Ghana and the Wesleyan church and the Methodist church of Fiji. And then there's the Adventist, Seventh day Adventist, the Church of God of Seventh day Advent churches and the churches of Christ. There's seven million of those. And then there's the Anabaptists and then there's the Plymouth Brethren and then there's the Hussites. You see it on and on and on and on and on. So when you identify, when you ask somebody most times, what's this? Pentecostalism, Assemblies of God, Apostolic Church, on non-denominational, Calvary Chapel, oh, oh, my goodness. So when you ask somebody what religion are you, they give you their denomination. You get it? Hey, You can say this right now. Coach, I never knew this. I never knew this. Go ahead. You can say it. You can, you can admit it. I never knew this. I never wow. knew this, coach. <laughs> no wonder we're so screwed up, huh? Every every one of these, Eastern Orthodoxy. Look at all these denominations, right? Based on what? What's a denomination? What's a denomination? Why, it's based on a doctrine. And what's a doctrine? It's a general sense of whatever's taught, hence a principal position in any science, whatever's laid down by true, by an instructor. So when you come here, you say, what's the doctrine, coach? I'd say, uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's my doctrine, <laughs> right? You're not to believe anything here because I can tell you this, whatever you believe, you can plug in somewhere. <laughs> well, but, hey, it isn't that simple, is it? Because the guys in those denominations, for the most part, don't fellowship with people outside their denomination. Somebody say amen. <laughs> say amen. Right. amen. So when, you, when you lived in one city and then you moved to another, or you got married and you decided it was time for you to go back to church, uh, uh, And you were raised a little Baptist boy, I can promise you that's when you move to the new city, you probably look for a Baptist church. Because, for the most part, Christians are more their denomination than they are Christians. They're denominational Christians first. Or, can I say this, non denominational Christians first. So when I come to somebody and I say, uh, What religion are you? Basically, I'm asking, uh, Do you believe in the gifts? uh, you guys, Holy Spirit filled? Are you, are you guys talking? So, because so, as soon as you answer that question, then I know where I am with you. See, then I know. Oh, I can't. I can't deal with him. He believes in speaking in tongues. Oh, I can't deal with him. He believes in Oh no, I can't. Be, I. Oh, I can't believe in them. They don't believe in cutting their hair. Oh man, I can't. You with me? You with me? And so, as a result of our system, whatever that system is. As a result of that, we are by very nature of Christianity denominationalism divided. And Man, I could go, I could go, I could go on and on and on and on and on, because this is the heart of what's going on. And I lose people on this show because I don't abide by any of that crap. I want to know the truth. I, I want to know the truth. Because if I know the truth, the truth makes me free. And so the question I want to ask you today. Why do you want to believe something that's not true? And what does it make you mad if I question what you believe? Because if you believe something and I question what you believe and you're believing the truth, then it'll come out on it. It'll come out that you're right. But see, we can't argue over stuff like the rapture. Why can't we argue over that? We don't know. We don't know. We'll know at some point. And I tell everybody this. I don't even focus on the rapture. I know this. If it happens, I'm gone. I'll be on the first bus out. I'm going to sit around and worry about it. If it happens, I'll say, whoops, <laughs> they were right. <laughs> right? So I want this to I'm, – I'm heading somewhere today, right? Hmm? Can I oh, – oh, yeah. See, some of you, you don't even see your own blindness. You don't even see your own blindness. And your blindness is this. You're right, and everybody else is wrong. That's your blindness. And you say, well, no, coach, that's not true, because everything I do and believe, I can support from the Bible. Well, so can I. (laughs) And I I can find something in that Bible that disagrees with what you you just said. Right? So what what is supposed to be? Liberty. In all things... Liberty, unity, but liberty—you have a right to be wrong, and I have a right to be wrong, right? And iron sharpens iron. Our job is to come together and try to figure out this walk together, how we get through this walk together, laying aside our doctrines. And so I got a lot of you mad. Not a lot. Of you. I don't listen. I, I'm, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I got I got emails about me talking about Catholics the other day. Jeezie, really, really, dude. You're going to defend that, really? Maybe some of your Catholicism is true. Well, I can tell you this: a lot of it ain't. Believe what you want. I'm just telling you. But you get mad. Why? Because your whole your whole life is wrapped up in your belief. Oh my goodness! Oh, what? And I said, well, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? With lots of huh? Vaccine shots, boosted. We, we have a lot of we have a lot of the people way. in the world whose doctrine was vaccinations, oh. and they got mad when we said, "Don't vaccinate, don't vaccinate Made them mad. Y- yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. So we need we need we need to understand this, folks. That ain't none of us know the truth. And I don't care how much you think you know, you ain't got it all right. Now, there are certain essentials. There are certain essentials that we have to get right. There are. I I agree with that. But I'm telling you, the guy who started the Church of Christ, he thought he had it right. And the guy who started the guy today who's got the Amish guy, Mr. Amish, whoever he is, he thinks he had it right. He thinks he had it so right that they're still riding horses today. We're flying in freaking planes and they're riding horses. Are we both right? Is it a sin to drive a car? They believe it is. So, again, I'll tell you this. Whatever you know about your Christianity, a man taught you. Somebody give me a thumbs up. (laughs) Somebody give me a thumbs up. Let's be honest here. Everything, Everything you know about your Christianity, a man taught you. And a man taught him. And that's not bad. It's called tradition. But Jesus warned us that our leaders were teaching his commandments doctrines man-made up. And a lot of it made up for control. And that evil men crept. Folks, this is all scriptural. Evil men crept in unawares. And they changed the truth of the gospel into a lie. It says that in the book of James. Evil men crept in. Pull that up. They still don't believe me, Jonathan. Pull it up. Pull it up. James, just James. There's only one chapter in James. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love it when I'm all over it like this. Oh, how the evil! <laughs> I don't know how you found that. Just go to Bible Gateway or something. Put Bible Gateway. Yeah, then put James in there. James, huh? Yep, James. Uh, brethren, encounter all joy and you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this at the trying your faith with patience. Let patience have a perfect work. Lack with keep going. My, I, no, no, Jude. Coach is wrong. Jude, 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 Jude. Although I could preach right where was I was there. Jude, J U D E. For there are, oh, go up, back up, 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 up. Um, beloved, I gave you all devils to write and do common salvation. Needful me to write and you and exhort you. You should earnestly contend for the faith, which is once delivered to saints. Because there are certain men who crept in unawares. What they do? Well, they were, were before old ordained to this condemnation. Was cond- they were ungodly men, and they turned the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we have to earnestly contend for the faith. They've taught us a bunch of lies. Who have evil men? Evil men who crept in. You see, hey, folks, can I tell you where a lot of those evil men crept in are? They're in the modern evangelifish movement. The big mega church, name it, claim it. Those are evil men who've crept in unaware. With me? Because that gospel, that gospel is all about what you can get, not what you can give. All, it's mm-hmm. That's all the modern evangelifish gospel it is. And why does it draw people? Because people want to get, they don't want to give. Boom, Vinny, that's a boom! Boom. That's a boom. Amen. People become Christians for the benefits. And they look for a church that tells them that it's okay for them to look for the benefits. In fact, how often have you heard somebody say, well, I'm going to leave that church. I'm just not boom. feeling fed. I'm just not feeling fed. Well, your job ain't to go get fed. And about you. Right? I LA. lay. <laughs> I'm heading somewhere today, okay? Because, look, I'm... I, you guys all know that Christian. You can't see him be around. You know who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about any of you guys. Uh, you see him coming and say, oh, my God, here we go. Right? You know what I'm talking about? The pickle-faced one, right? And you're 20 seconds into, into a commercial. I'm sorry. 20 seconds into a conversation, and they're telling you how bad things are. Right? That's what I want to talk about. I'm going. To, it's been 25 minutes. That's where I'm heading today. Okay. Bear with me now. uh I know you guys want to get in there. Hang, hang on. I just got, I, I, got to, I got to lay this out there. <clears throat> I'm going to lay this out there. I want to pull up for me um, the different, pull up number seven, the difference between faith and hope. The Bible teaches us that now faith is, in fact, no, let's do that one. Go to number six first. I'm gone somewhere, but sit down a second. Relax. Take a deep breath. Don't bleed on me. <clears throat> Go to, the, go to the bottom of Hebrews. Uh is that Hebrews? Is that what that is? I think it is. Yeah, go down to the bottom. Go down about the last five verses of Hebrews. Because always remember this, friends, when you read the scriptures. Yeah, that start about uh, the let's start right there's good. Always remember this. That the Bible was not written in chapters. Man put chapters in there. The book of Hebrews was not written. It was written as a document. Boom, a document. And in order to be able to understand this, they put chapters in. They made chapter breaks in it, okay? And it makes it easy for us so we can say, where is that? And say, well, Coach, that's in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 7. And then we know we can go and find it. But the actual letter, the Hebrew letter, was a letter. Folks, you you don't write letters in chapters, do you? (laughs) You don't do that, do you? I don't think so. So I want to show you something here because this is really important. Cast not away, verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Hey, that's faith. That's faith. For yet a little while, and he that will come will come, and will not tarry. In other words, the answer is coming, but you're going to have to wait. <laughs> sorry, sorry, this ain't uh, McDonald's. You got to wait. Now, the just shall live by faith, which is what? The idea that what he promised, he's able also to perform, that when he said it, he is going to do it. And the just live by that faith, which is an earnest expectation that it's coming. It's not here yet, but it's coming. And so the just live by faith. But if any man draw back, in other words, if any man begins to doubt, the scripture says, "Uh uh-uh, uh-uh, you're canceling your faith when you start doing that. Uh, You start wavering, Uh uh-uh, no, you're unstable in all your ways, man. Uh Uh-uh. How long were you going to halt before two uh, two opinions? Double-minded man's unstable in all of his way. Oh, Lord's going to bless me. Oh, the Lord's not blessed. Lord's going to bless me. Oh, he's not coming. Oh, the Lord's going to bless me. Oh, he's going to die. That's double-minded. And it says right here, you can't live like that. The just can't live. You can't live like that. But we are not like that. We're not like those people who, when things start to go bad, go, woe is me. We are not like that. But we are them that believe to the saving of the soul. In other words, we are like those people who actually believe what the Lord said he's able also to perform. Anybody picking this up yet? But I want you to understand this. Amen. This this is at the heart and root of faith is the idea. Your life's going to get hard. Because if it was easy, it would require no faith. Amen. If you could just name it and claim it, it wouldn't take any faith. He's warning you here that your faith is going to cost you something. It ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. In fact, go just click to the next verse. Remember, this isn't a chapter break. Just click over on the arrow. It'll go to <clears> 1. <throat> now, faith is. Now, right now, right now, right now, faith is a substance. In other words, you can touch it, you can feel it. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. You get around me, I'm not bragging. You're going to feel faith. You don't feel it. <laughs> it's up. Uh, Cause why? In my opinion, it's always getting better. Why? Because God promised and he's going to perform. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Do I get depressed? Well, sure I get depressed. Do I wonder, Lord, when is it going to come? When? I, Lord, I ain't doubting you that it's coming. When, Lord? When is it coming? But you better be careful because you're going to find yourself repeating what the devil's whispering in your ear. And he's doing everything he can to cancel your strong belief. That without faith, it's impossible to believe God. Right now, faith is the substance of things hoped for; it is the evidence of things that you don't even see yet. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you how real faith is? I know I'm going to get up tomorrow, and the sun's going to be up. I know that. I don't. I don't get up in the middle of the night and look and see if it's coming. I know it's coming. I know It's it's coming. Unless God intervenes, I don't hope. See, I can hope it doesn't rain. But I don't hope the sun comes up. I know the sun's coming up. Right? If you're hoping it doesn't rain, that ain't faith. That's hope. And faith is the proof of what you're hoping for. Oh, Lord, help us see this. For by it, the elders retain a good report. By what? By faith. What? Through faith they understood that the world's refrained by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. They understood it. And they understood that, like, a, I often think of these guys who, the pioneers who went over the Appalachian Mountains and the guys who went over the Rocky Mountains. What faith they must have had to think there's something on the other side. It kept them going every day. Did they doubt? Did they get tired? Did they get worn out? Of course they did. But what? The hope of what's over that hill kept them going. And you, can I tell you what? You guys, we have so weak Faith. Oh, we have such weak faith. We're so double minded. Oh, I believe the Lord's going to do it. Oh, I just don't know, brother. I just don't. We're waiting on the Lord to move. Oh, we know. We believe it. What? What? See, you don't act like you believe it. You don't act like it. You find yourself constantly. Boy, I'm hitting somebody right in the teeth today. You are constantly repeating why it isn't going to happen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on, come on. You can (laughs) do the soul, right? And so we know this, that this is a faith battle because it's a mental battle, right? I'm not talking about naming the claimant. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about believing that what God said he would do, what God promised, he was able also to perform, you don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm telling you, I don't believe it. Why? Because you can't see it. You can't see it because it's something that you hope for. Now, hope, it'd be like this. If I take my grandchildren and I say, listen, uh, kids, we're going to go bowling tomorrow. I'm gonna, we, we get up, we're going to go bowling. And... Uh, They know Grampy is going to take him bowling. Why? Because they believe Grampy. Grampy always does what he says he's going to do. When they go to bed at night, they're not worrying about whether Grampy's going to take him. Their heart's full of hope. They can't wait to get up in the morning. Why? Because the hope in their heart tells them Grampy's going to take him. Do you you understand the difference? You understand? Hope is nothing more than anticipation of what God's going to do because he said he's going to. That's where the hope comes from. And so you get up tomorrow, and it's not Christmas morning yet. Well, you still have faith that it is, and you hope. well, maybe it's tomorrow. That's hope. But most of us are living our lives according to hope, not faith. We don't really believe. Boy, this is good, isn't it? This is good. Let me stop a minute. Go to number four. No, no, hang on, hang on. No, I just did that. Go, go to number four. We all know Doubting Thomas. How would, you like to, how would you like to be remembered all throughout history Is that? Thomas probably did some really, really good things. Probably did. But forever we remember him as Doubting Thomas, as if Doubting Thomas was some kind of freak. <laughs> oh, ye little thing, right? No, 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 no. Doubting Thomas is us. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she'd seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. And then that same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came, stood right in the middle of them. <laughs> said, how you doing, boys? Huh? And when he had said so, he showed them his hands in his side, and, then he, and they were all happy to see him, man. God's are so good. And then said Jesus to them, peace be unto you. Peace, isn't that something? Quit worrying. Peace be unto you. Uh, my father sent me. I'm just going to send you. And then when he had said this, uh-oh, uh-oh, he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Oh, no. That goes back to what we talking about yesterday. But one of Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, well, he wasn't there. The other disciples said to him, dude, you ain't going to believe it. We just saw Jesus. He just came right through the wall. Thomas says, oh, yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) And he said, unless I can see his hands, put my finger in it, put my finger in the nails, put it on his sides. Dude, I'm sorry, you ain't going to sell that crap to me. And after eight days, again, the disciples were inside, and Thomas happened to be with him that time. The doors opened and stood in the midst, and there he said, and he went right over to Jesus. He said to Thomas, hey, Tommy boy. There you go, dude. And Thomas put his, reached, hither his finger. He said, reach forth your finger, behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless. And Thomas said, oh, my Lord and my God. And Thomas, t- Jesus turned around and said, hey, Tommy, you saw because you believed. I, or you you, 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 you believe because you saw it. He said, look, blessed are all those guys in Coach Dave's house because they believe and they haven't seen it yet. It's good, isn't it? This is good. On, just a second. <clears throat> oh ye of little faith. <clears throat> I want to speak, uh, speak to a lot of you. <clears throat> your default position in your walk with the Lord continues to be doubt and unbelief. The internal struggle that you're having in your walk ultimately is this. You don't trust the Lord. When you narrow it right down, you don't trust Him. Hmm? You don't trust Him. You doubt. You're a double-minded man. You pray for it and then don't believe it. And not only don't you believe it, you can't wait to tell everybody else how bad your situation is. You repeat it over and over and over. See, you're going to grow whatever plant, whatever seed you plant. And if you want to, you could walk out there right now. We got three inches of snow last night. I could walk right out to my garden and I could look at my garden and I said, oh, gone. everything's dead. Oh, Lord, are we ever going to make it to spring? Will I ever have enough? Oh, Lord, that thing. Oh, man. Or I could walk out and I could look at that snow-covered garden and say, wow, Lord, oh, thank you that you're putting all those nutrients in there right now. Right now, thank you for winter that's killing all the bugs and all the bad bacteria. Oh, Lord, thank you that somehow you're miraculously preparing that garden because, man, I'm going to have an abundant crop. Here in the spring and the fall. what Folks, which belief is easier to have? I'm hitting it, aren't I? So we are, for the most part, without faith. We have a mental assent to it. God can do it. But we don't really believe that he will. And Jesus said, who's blessed? Those who believe and have seen so do me a favor. Again, go back to one of my favorite movies. Clint Eastwood, I'm sorry, uh, Paul Newman, when he's being, Cool Luke, he's laying on the tables like he's being crucified. You just saw that a couple weeks ago, didn't you, Clay? He's laying on that table after he just ate 50 eggs, and they're all around him and they're all betting on him, and he's in the form of a crucifixion laying back. And what did what did Hand Luke say? Stop feeding off me. You got to make it your own, folks. You got to make your faith your own. And you've got to dig in and you've got to hang on because faith is hope. Amen. Faith is evidence of hope. Hope's not evidence of faith, faith is evidence of hope. Faith is substance of things hoped for. And a lot of you say you're hoping for stuff and you're bleeding all over the place. Don't really believe what you say you believe. Yes, your husband will be saved. Don't tell me what a... F- Don't keep telling me how bad your husband is. Stop doing that! Start telling me what a Wonderful saved man, he's going to be here. Oh, Lord, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of him, thank you, Lord, the Holy Spirit's going to get a hold of him. Because look now, both of those require faith. Amen. You're speaking the future on both of those situations. And there's nothing wrong. said, Lord, I don't don't see you moving in my son. I don't see you moving, Lord. But I know you are. I know that you've called him, Lord. I know, Lord. I know that we raised him up to walk with you, Lord. And I know he's not doing it now. But, Lord, he's coming into the kingdom. He's come. Rather than sitting around, oh, woe is me. My son's lost. Right? Both of those are faith. And that's how you direct your faith. I'm not a name it claim it guy. I'm not a name it claim it. But I believe this, that what he promised he's able also to perform. Clay, do you believe that? Do you believe that what God promised he's able also to perform? Myra, do you believe that? Betty, do you believe that? Julie, do you believe that? George, do you believe that? you guys believe? Do you believe that what he promised he's able also to perform and do you understand that there's an adversary that's trying to keep his word from coming true in your life? Do you understand that? You understand that most of the time, when you don't get your little kernel of corn, you want to blame, so, oh, I knew I wasn't going to get it. No, your heart's revealed. You didn't believe you were going to get it. Double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. That's why people say, how are you doing today, coach? I said, I'm either up or getting up. That's how I am. I'm either up or I'm getting up. I ain't going to down there. And I'm not going to repeat how muddy my shoes are. I see they're shutting, they're getting clean. I'm going to go in, I'm going to clean them up. By faith, I'm going to go clean them up. But for the most part, we don't, you understand what I'm saying? First of all, faith isn't, faith isn't there for you to get more stuff, okay? They didn't, that's not, that name it, claim it, nah, nah, believe it, what? No, 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 that's false, that's phony. That's those guys who've crept in unawares and changed the truth of God into a lie. That's, you've been listening to many of those guys, because why? It satisfies the desires of your heart to have more stuff. And if it's a, uh, Clay, I could go to any football player out there, hire Brett. I, I saw a hire Brett yesterday. It's good to see him. I had a great, t- great time with a hire Brett yesterday. I'm going to tell you something. Those guys, there's four teams left in the NFL, four teams left. How many teams were there out there? 26, a whole bunch of them. There's four teams left. I can tell you this. Those guys are in that game. They're in this championship, NFL, ch- NFC and AFC championship game because <clears throat> they overcame a lot of obstacles. Everybody was trying to get where they are. They they overcame aches and pains and workouts and diets and sacrifice. they, They just didn't wake up and all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl. The guys that make it to the Super Bowl are victorious because of everything they overcame. We want to walk a life, a Christian walk, where we don't have to overcome anything. And if there's a call on your life... To do something, let me tell you something. It's going to be harder in hell to get there. Because you have an adversary that don't want you, want you there. And the Bible says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Some of you ain't free. Come on in, Bernie. I'm done. No, I'm not.
1: Yeah, thanks, Coach. I just wanted to say this. The question is not what is your denomination, but who is your God? Whatever your doctrine, whatever your doctrine, it needs to be tested and defended, not cherished. I mean, you don't just hold on to it. Doctrine means teaching. So anytime you're teaching, you're expressing doctrine. I think that your show is not doctrine free, but cherish free. All doctrines are open to challenge. Your show is like a scrimmage that allows us to test our skills so that we'll be prepared for the game.
0: Well said, man. Well said. Okay. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it is, yeah. It is where we slice and dice, right? Yeah. You know? Thanks. Yeah, thank, thank you, Bernie. You 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 phrased that very well. George, come on in. Coach, you really bring the fire. I hear truth. I well, love it. Well, uh, thanks. I, yeah, what I wanted to say is, yeah, you're right. All the millions of different uh, doctrines out there, there's one, one behind it, and it's Satan. He wants to divide the church, divide everybody. And that's what I hear. That's what I see. Thank you. Keep bringing it. So when the Satan sees you advancing toward your call, when Satan sees that promise coming to you, he plants opposition in your mind, and your wheel falls off. Amen. Oh, I lost my wheel. Hell, man, pick it up and carry it. You got to get through tough times. You got to cross that river. And too many of you get to that river and say, See, I knew it. I just came over that hill. There's another river back there. There's probably another one up over the other hill. I'm never going to get there. You're not saying "Man, Come on in. This is it Jerry? Revelation 2015.
1: Come on in. Good morning, coach. As you were going through the numbers of the different denominations and their congregants, the only thing that I could think of is what a force we would be to re- to be oh. reckoned with if we would just <laughs> unite under one banner, yeah. but the thing is the thing is, I read a report the other day, and I can't remember offhand the numbers, but basically, there's people within our group that doesn't even believe that the Word of God is what we believe it to be, and there's also people within our group not here per se but in Christianity that mm-hmm. don't even believe that Jesus is the son of god
0: that's right how can we that's be right. held
1: together with these
3: people
0: well first of all they're not uh, they're not born again see I, I hate to keep coming back to that cuz jesus listen jesus himself said not everyone who says unto me lord lord is going to enter the kingdom now wait a minute
2: amen what's the king
0: what's the kingdom see we think it's heaven it's not not everyone who calls my name enters into righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost and helps expand righteousness, peace, and joy everywhere they go. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is really on the team. Do you get it? Do you get it? See, we make it about heaven. Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom. 88 times Jesus spoke the gospel speak about the kingdom of God. Not heaven. It's a place that is there, and the kingdom has come into me. I don't know how it works. I can't explain it, but I know this that Jesus Christ Himself said, that The kingdom is within. I'm in the kingdom right now. And my kingdom is not of this world. This, my kingdom's in this world. Why? Because I'm in it. And His kingdom came in me. It's in me, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I'm supposed to take that kingdom and expand it. Oh, this is so good, man. It's so good. Clay, come on. I don't know about you guys. I'm enjoying this. I, 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 walk, away, I walk away here with my eyes more open than when I began every time I do this. The revelation that comes. Go, Clay. Amen. Everything,
2: everything that happens in life, is it happens within God's will. Permission.
0: Permission. Permission. Maybe not will. Look, this is, hang on, Claire. I'll let you go. I'll let you finish. Look, God doesn't will that a little baby would die. I, I don't believe that's God's will. It's God's permission. And the problem then becomes God will make good out of it. Whatever happened, God is never caught off guard. He's never caught off guard. And so when something happens, it is the will of God, in that He permitted it to happen. See, God's in control of everything, but He doesn't micromanage everything. He's in control of everything, but He doesn't micromanage, right? And so when something happens, when I when I go out and get a girl pregnant and I have an abortion, uh, that wasn't God's will. That wasn't His will. But His promise is what He's gonna make good out of it. I, 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 he'll make good out of it. I, I don't I don't know how, right? I don't understand. Go ahead, Clay.
2: So he allows it to happen and he uses this these things to teach us, impart knowledge upon us, and we gain strength and, and wisdom to, and so you know when JLo was uh dancing around that pole in the Super Bowl, I didn't recognize that as it was gonna be a blessing on my life. But see, I wouldn't <laughs> have got in touch with you and been a part of this queue. And this huddle and, and and these salt and light brigades, if that wouldn't have happened. The same something. thing with COVID, Coach. All these people are waking up and they're getting angry and they're tuning in to Coach Dave Live and other other things and getting stronger in their faith because of COVID.
0: Amen. Amen. Right? Look, folks, that which doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Only makes you stronger. And I I can I sit it right, right now. I'm just telling you, my I'm a my my wife and i in the after we got saved from 1997 to 2003 we went through hell hey i'm still standing look what it made me look what it made us at the time we were going through it i didn't poor mouth it I said, Lord, there's got to be something good in this. I don't know what it is, Lord. I don't know. Teach me, use me, Lord, because you've obviously permitted me this to come into me, and I know this that every good and perfect gift comes from you. So if this thing is miserable, you're gonna make something good out of it. Thanks, thanks, Lord, thanks. It was a te- it was a trust test. The Lord finding out if He could trust me. And Craig.
1: Hey, coach, you know, uh, horses are such a great illustration for um, teaching things. You know, you saw some of our horses and a lot of times we go in church. We think we're going to put the bridle in God's mouth and take him where we want to go. But well, we don't realize <laughs> he's going to put the bridle in our mouth and take us. where yep. We don't want to go. And, you know, uh, some folks that have ridden horses before you talked about crossing a river. You come across a stream and horses are or fight or flight they're they're very fearful and and so you gotta sit there and you kick the horse and you kick it in his withers and and it will cross <laughs> the stream for you and that's what the yep. lord's that's what the lord's doing you know and yep, just yep. realize that he's putting a bridle in our mouth taking us to places that we don't want to go
0: his yoke is related. easy isn't it Craig? his yoke is easy if you go where he wants you to go ain't no fight to it <laughs> the yoke come, becomes hard when you want to go the other direction
1: well, and the neat thing is you see these horses that go up these hills and slide down all that. The relationship that those horses have with the rider, they trust them. They don't want to mm. do it. They don't want to climb that mountain and go do that. But when that rider sits there and says, yeah, wow. oh, that relationship's established.
0: Craig, that's what a great picture that is, man. What a picture. Amen on that one. Amen. This yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I don't want to go there, but you got the reins, Lord. And if you take me there, then I trust you. You know what you're doing. I don't really want to go into those briars. I don't really want to go up that hill. But if you're with me, all right, Lord. All right. Thanks for trusting me, Lord, to carry this burden. Thank you for trusting me to do it. Julie, come on.
3: Good stuff, Coach. Um, Thanks. There was a situation last week that I just had total peace about. And my husband was like, and he's like, you're so, you know, your family's watching you. And he's just like, how can you, I said, because I have peace. And he's just like, let me guess with God. I said, yeah. So we're witnessing to families and friends <laughs> that, you know, God knows.
0: Amen. So so, so listen, listen, uh, I'm going to say this to you, Julie, only because you were just in there. Hey, folks, quit puking. About your spouse. Quit puking about your family situation. Stop puking and start believing. Start speaking those things that are not as though they are. Lord, I gotta be honest with you. I wanna stuff a sock in my husband's mouth, Lord. I wanna stuck a sock in his mouth. But Lord, I know that you're working on him. I know that you are, Lord, and I trust you and I thank you that you're working on him. I don't see it yet, Lord. But I trust you that you that you're going to bring my husband to the Lord. That's the way you're supposed to live, Myra. Hey, I
3: went, yesterday. I went on repeating the Bible verse that you said because it touched my soul, and also when it worked with clients, and uh, they asked me, "Well, what's the really real meaning of?" Hope. And I told them, well, hope is being optimistic despite circumstances. So I'm going to read Romans 14, 17 through 19. For the kingdom of God is not meant, is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he have in these things served Christ as acceptable to God and approve of men. Let us therefore follow. After the things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another, Hallelujah.
0: How much could you? How rich would you be if you could sell peace? Huh? How rich could would you be if you could sell peace, righteousness, peace, and joy? It's free. It's free. And. We don't even sell it. We we don't even live it. (laughs) Not not really. Jeff Klein, come on in, then George. Coach, we
1: got some people out of the church in the garage. The guy and his girlfriend, the daughter, has been in the hospital since about Sunday. She's somewhere around 45 years old, but they've had, I mean, she has had a stroke. She's been on the ventilator. She's been up. She's been down. It's just this touch and go. She's over in Grant. Yesterday, the report was they asked last night. The garage said, how's it going with Leslie? with Jim and all them. They said, well, she got a little improvement today, but two of the family members became born again and come to Christ. And the dad said, hallelujah. He said, something good's coming out of it. And Leslie's still with us. So they're just praising the Lord.
0: That's it. That's it. Amen. Right? Faith is hope. Faith is hope. Hope is substance. Faith is, now faith is the substance things hoped for. Right? That's right. All right. You guys remember that? I'm not bragging. You remember when my little grandson, Declan, was born with a hole when his stomach wasn't connect, connected? And I didn't come in here every day and poor mouth it. What did I come in here and say? He's fearfully and wonderfully made. Huh. Lord's doing something. Yeah. man. Lord's, Lord's doing a miracle. And you, I didn't just say, I believed it. Believed it. You say, well, coach, what would you have done if Declan would have died? I just said, Lord, I don't, I don't understand that one. Boy, I sure do trust you. I sure trust you, Lord, that, you, that whatever reason, man, you've brought this into our lives, and we trust you that you're a loving father and a caring father, and you wouldn't have brought it into my life, Lord, if it wasn't something that uh, you weren't going to use to, to train and equip me to advance the kingdom of God. That's, folks, that's got to be your attitude. That has to be your attitude. Otherwise, you're going to die in misery. No, no. You're going to live in misery. A lot of you right now, your default position is doubt and misery. You don't have to say amen. I know it's truth. George. No, George got a mute. If you're there, or you didn't take your hand down, didn't take your hand down. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, I got three minutes. Somebody want to take the three minutes? Somebody want to say something? You can change stuff. You don't. Hey, look. Okay, there we go. There we go. Go ahead, Janine's up. Then Doctor Paul, go Janine. Jonathan, if you could put up First John hmm. one nine and ten. By the, by the way, Janine, yes. I really I appreciate your wisdom, Janine. I really appreciate your wisdom. Go ahead. Um, First John, in, First John, what? Yeah,
3: uh, one, nine, and ten. Okay. It says, "If we confess if we can, our sin, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If, if we, we confess can, our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say that we've not sinned, we make him a liar, and his okay, word now, is not in us.
3: Now
1: go, uh, Jonathan, to Ephesians four verses five through seven.
0: Ephesians four. Five through seven. <clears throat> yeah, just scroll down to five. We're okay. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's above all, through all, and in all. all but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ.
1: I think if we all could understand those verses, we wouldn't have... A pity pot, we wouldn't have, um, yeah. woe is me, and we would and we would strive, like you said. Don't you want to know the truth?
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. The, amen. the
1: Bible is very clear on it,
0: amen. Amen. His grace is sufficient. What does that mean? What's well, sufficient grace, first of all, is applied so that we receive Christ and forgiveness. That grace, but the grace of life, his grace is sufficient. Whatever it is that you're going through, his grace will carry you through, it'll carry it through. Don't be your own worst enemy and puke all over everybody. Quit repeating how bad life is and start speaking life to yourself. Paul.
2: Sorry, Coach. Hi. Um, I live every day in gratitude and just get up, do what I got to do. And it's prompted me to say, I can't get on your website and do a repeating donation.
0: If we uh, could put that up in the, in the uh messages so we can go there because i can't do it i tried while we were on the show and i'm wrong because you i can't believe that shut your money down coach i just we live in the material world we have to play this game for a while please get on there get back on there and get the money to coach because his word needs to get out Sorry, I didn't want to be material. Oh, thanks, Paul. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Real Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, it was just a, was a glitch on our end. So just go back in there. And if you can, if you were doing a monthly donation, just go click back on it. And, Paul, I don't know why you're having trouble. I'll check it out when, when we get off here and see what's going on. So you just make a donation. And if you've been some of you, I know, have been doing it. <laughs> Look, it was quite a financial hit. I'm just telling you, right? I thought, whoa, what happened here? And it was on our end. It's on our end. Randy, quickly coach if we want more faith we're going to have to just learn to trust god because trust faith is going to come from the from the how we trust god it's all about amen. trust you you hit it amen amen That's, that, do you believe in who he is first of all do you believe he's a giver of good gifts do you believe do you do you really think would you follow god if he was a giver of bad gifts would you, would you what? why would you follow a god that does bad stuff no i believe he's a giver of good gifts and I believe, according to his word, all things work together for good. All things aren't good. They work together for good. For those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Are you being called according to his purpose? Is he using, is he permitting upsets? Is he permitting, using your past to shape your character? And are you going to live in your past? Or are you going to live in your the, in the future? Are you going to take what's happened in your past and move forward? The blessings of God. That's what it comes down to. It's a mindset. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of not seen. What you say shows what you believe. Amen. See you tomorrow.